I changed my internal dialogue. We don't talk about leads anymore. We talk about opportunities. It's not about creating a new name and phone number. It's about creating a hand raiser. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith, founder of Matt Smith Real Estate Group, the number one team in the state of Missouri and number eight team in the nation. As always, All or Nothing Real Estate is a movement, is a way for me to give back to the industry that has given so much to me and my family. And guys, today I'm super excited. I've got a very, very special guest that has developed a product to solve a huge problem that we all have in this business right now, especially uh, with what is going on in the industry. I wanted to bring relevant content with someone who was in the trenches, built an amazing team himself, and actually solved a huge, huge problem for the industry. So um, without further ado, today we have a very special guest, Ryan Young. He has built the number one team in the state of Ohio. And as of the new rankings we just discussed, he is number 15 large team in the nation, according to Real Trends. Um, he has revolutionized the real estate lead generation with his instant offer platform. We use it personally. More, more importantly, it's not just lead generation. It's lead incubation and it's seller lead incubation and seller lead generation, which I think is a crucial nuance that we need to understand because anyone can generate leads, but who can actually generate and incubate and nurture seller leads? And Ryan has got the formula. So this platform has benefited over 100 elite teams, including ours. Uh, we use this product and condone it. It is amazing. Uh, the platform has generated over 8,000 seller leads and over 25,000 home value leads. And how long have you been in business, Ryan? with fellow we we launched fellow uh, about seven months ago eight months ago Twenty five thousand home value leads in seven months yeah it's crazy real deep. i mean and well and the crazy thing about it is just like really quick uh we've we are seeing so much velocity in the past 30 days uh we generated about twenty thousand seller leads which constitutes home value leads seller leads cash offer leads all kinds of fun stuff cma requests in the past 30 days, you know, we have over 350 teams on the platform now. Wow. And so it's like to see the the need for seller lead generation. I think it's been kind of like almost overwhelming of like people raising their hands like, damn, we've never really had anything like this before. And, you know, you were an early adopter, which I'm super grateful for. And um, I'm excited to continue to expand the product and make it even better and, you know, listen and continue to grow. I love it, man. Well, it's it's been amazing for our team. And I've talked to a lot of other team leaders uh, that we run in some of the same circles with. And everyone is just raving about how it's working well for them. I've never heard anyone say that it's not working. Um, and so I'm sure I'm sure there will be there's been roadblocks along the way and speed bumps. And maybe we'll dive into that. But overall, yeah. man, the results you guys are delivering, growing as fast as you are growing is amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, my friend. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, dude. So uh, let's let's dive in. So, guys, in this episode, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Ryan, his team, to show you that he's not just a tech guy. He didn't just create a software. He actually runs and operates a very very elite business in the real estate space, and saw a need and actually filled that need for himself, his team, and decided to share that with the world. And hopefully, you guys can benefit from that as well. Uh, we're gonna break dive into how my team is using this and Ryan's best practices, how he's seen other top teams use this as leverage to generate more listings, more opportunities for your agents and your team. And most importantly, um, just really solve the problem that I see as a coach, I see as a team leader, Ryan, I'm sure you see all across the nation is that inventory is, is historically low. 
is continually a problem. And buying seller leads, you can't just go to Facebook and say, give me seller leads and get high quality, high engagement, high nurture seller leads. Right. Um, go to Google pay-per-click and say, I want seller leads. They'll say, well, we can try this, but it's going to cost you five to 10 times the amount of a buyer lead. Um, not to mention just creating the lead, but also the incubation process that I know you guys have in place and the nurturing process that you guys have in place has just been a massive, massive needle mover. So we're going to break all that down. Um, let's dive in first. Um, Ryan, tell me a little bit about you, your team, your journey so far. Yep. So it's, I, I think it'll help because it kind of uh, shed, shed a little light on how I got to where I got to with Fellow. Um, but I joined my folks actually in uh, 2009. Uh, so my parents sold real estate, uh, husband and wife team, you know, they sold 40 homes a year, nice little respectable business. Um, I joined them. I, I was in the culinary world. So I used to be a professional chef, cooked all over the country, graduated from culinary school. And decided, now those, those pictures on social media make so much sense. Yeah. Man, I'm on a diet and you're killing me over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to be on a diet. Uh, when I cook the way I do, but you know, food's a passion of mine. And, um, you know, I called him up and I was 26 and I, I was like, I'm just ready for a, a, a life transformation, career change. What do you think about me joining real estate? You know, they basically said, why real estate? And I said, because I don't want to go back to school. I have a culinary degree. What else am I going to do? You know, so I got my real estate license and uh, I started grinding away in 2010 built through this pretty rough market, started really building our business off of cold calling, expires, FISBOs, you know, lead jet based business. Things started to click, I'd say in about 2013, we started growing the team. 2014 started to like really lean into the growth of the team. And basically year over year, we continue to grow. Um, it's funny because we have not gone backwards. I this is This will be the first year units wise that we actually go backwards, which for us is somewhat of an ego blow, but it's also just where we're at in business in general. Um, but yeah, we've grown year over year. Uh, last year, we sold about 550 homes, 13 wow. agents. Uh, so, you know, just kind of like you and you and I have had a lot of these conversations, like the Navy SEAL model, which you've done a great job breaking out of, which I'm looking to do. And, you know, it, it what ended up happening was, and something that was like pivotal to our growth was, we started really focusing on seller lead generation and we started this guaranteed sale program. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. And we started marketing it on radio, a lot more mass media type of frequency. And it started to blow up. And about four years ago, I had someone call me up and said, I want you to sell us. I want, I want to sell you my home. And I said, well, wait, 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 that's not the way the program works. It's if I can't sell your home, I'll buy it. Not I'll buy your home. And he said, I don't care. I want you to buy my house. And he's like, just make me an offer. And so I made him an offer despite telling him we could net more money by selling it on market. And he said, I'll take it. And it started to open my eyes up to the value of this cash offer, instant offer type of program that it's a small percentage, but a lot of people, you know, but of that small percentage, they see value in it. So this was right during the iBuyer movement, 2019, 2020. And all of a sudden I started thinking like, wait, this iBuyers aren't in the Midwest. Let's build the first iBuyer in the Midwest and let's just scale it as fast as possible before Opendoor and OfferPad and Zillow offers and all these companies move in to the Midwest. So um, I partnered with a buddy of mine from school, grade school, who's pretty entrepreneurial. And then we brought in a third partner that brings a lot of the tech background um, to our relationship to our partnership. 
And we launched a company called Flash House in 2020. Um, over the three years, we bought and sold about 550 homes in Northeast Ohio, started to expand to Central Ohio, Columbus. Um, and we really, what was interesting was it was just super interesting to see this whole different side of the real estate space of like the iBuyer, seller lead generation, cash offers on your homes in the amount of attraction, in the amount of hand raisers, in the amount of uh, opportunities month over month we were getting of people saying, I want to sell my house. What is the cash offer? What's also interesting is less than 2% of the people that requested the cash offer actually accepted the offer. Yet 38% of those people went to market or sold their home off market within 12 months. So that's kind of like the epiphany or the like, wait a minute, this is a really strong seller lead generation funnel. Like they come in through that message and then they end up saying no thank you to the cash offer, but then there's some predictability in how many of those actually are going to sell their home. And that's where kind of fellow came about was like, how do we empower agents with this type of technology that iBuyers are using? And ironically, we diluted the message down to home value instead of cash offer because not everyone's comfortable with cash offer. But it's just really interesting to see how kind of the journey from like building the real estate team and growing it to then seeing kind of this falling into this opportunity of buying this guy's house, which led into building an iBuyer, which then led into building a seller lead generation platform. And this, like, if you look past the, like, if you look back at the past 10 years, it's like, when I joined my parents, I thought I was just going to be doing open houses, selling real estate, you know, it's like one of those things. And like, to see the progression of what it led into, it's just an interesting journey, you know? Dude, I love it. That's I've, I've, you and I have talked a lot. We've been in a lot of the same rooms, but I didn't know you had an iBuyer program. I missed that part of your story. I love that. I love how that that's too. And that's you, where it always willing to evolve, right? I love it. Well, and it was funny because when I accepted that first cash offer, I kind of said to him, I was like, why are you doing this? You know, and he's like, Ryan, look, like, I don't want to deal with this. I, like, you might think that you're taking advantage of me. And I actually think I'm taking advantage of you because you're taking a problem off of my shoulders. Right. You know, and it was like one of those things, like we are so conditioned as agents is everything is like net dollar, net dollar, net dollar. I can help you sell your home for net for the most amount of money possible, which 95% of homeowners or sellers are looking to do. Right. But there's a small percentage of home sellers that that's not attractive to them, right? Whether they inherited the property, whether they're relocating, whether they just don't want to deal with it and they're in a strong, equitable position. And so it started to just open my eyes up to like, wow, there's a market here for this and we want to make sure that we can service it. And that just, you know, once again, expanded into a whole different offering. Yeah, I love that. And I, I've, I've uh, just full transparency, um, maybe some um, other team leaders can relate to this or agents is that whenever we implemented this program, um, we I talked really heavily about the cash offer program, which we are offering now, thanks to your guidance. And um, I had some pushback from my agents. And they're like, we don't want to take advantage of people like we operate in integrity. And like, I, I for sure love your explanation there, right? Because um, I think that we struggle with that and we think that it is taking advantage of someone, but it takes me back to like, if you're having a conversation with a seller um, and it's a highest and best situation, you have multiple offers. It doesn't say highest, right? Highest and best, right? We assume that's, we know what's yeah. best for that client, but that's their situation, their journey. And it's what's best for them, not always what's just highest. And so 
Like we have to realize that, I mean, like you said, the numbers are the numbers. Only 2% of them are, are, are going to take that offer. Like, and that's perfectly fine. But what about those 2% and what, what problem could you have solved or a potential um, issue? Could you have bailed them out those 2% of people, right? Like well, you could have absolutely 100%. transformed their future with that cash offer. Well, and that's the best part about it is I so I have multiple scenarios that I can that have happened to me personally where a buyer wants to buy their dream home, but they need to sell their home first, right? And they are going to lose their dream home because they will not accept a contingent offer. Yep. And I unlock that opportunity for them. So it's like we're always going to like distress of like oh, it's someone who needs to sell because they financially aren't in a position or whatever it is. Just because we've conditioned ourselves over time to think of like, we buy ugly houses or pawn shops or whatever it is. It's like cash for keys or cash for whatever. Um, when really what's interesting is I would say the major, I would say over probably 80% of the properties that we bought before are not a distress situation at all. It's someone who's looking to unlock an opportunity it's someone who's looking to, you know, they value their time, the opportunity costs, stuff like that. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. And I think that that's, that's just an eye-opening moment. Um, I just wrote down a note that I'm going to watch this with my listing agents um, just because I, I, I want them to hear that. You articulated that so well. I want them to hear that of the opera instead of it being the, hey, we're potentially taking advantage of people. No, this is unlocking opportunity for people. Yeah, like, it truly is. Well, in a great script that we coach a lot of our fellow clients on that choose to do the cash offer is you always have to ask your seller or the prospect before you go to the listing appointment. Out of curiosity, what's most important to you in the sale of your home? Selling it as fast as possible or selling it for the most amount of money as possible, right? Selling it as fast as possible with speed and convenience and certainty or selling it for the most amount of money as possible. Anytime someone's talking about the most amount of money as possible, which I would say is 90 plus percent of people, it's like, great, we have a program that helps you do that, which is our on-market worry-free listing. We also provide you a backup cash offer if you'd like to have that conversation. But it's like, I'm not trying to push a cash offer on someone who's trying to net the most amount of money, right? I'm going to accept the fact that like, okay, that's what their goals are. My job is to help them accomplish their goals, right? And so let's lay out a plan that helps you do so, you know? And I think you, you, you hear this in medicine a lot. You hear this, you know, when a doctor is kind of like, we have options, right? Here's how we can approach this. This is the most aggressive treatment. There's going to be some side effects. This is a less aggressive treatment, but it might not get the same results. Which one do you want to do? I think when you can... When we can, as professionals, approach our clients with that type of mindset, I think it completely changes uh, the way they look at us as a professional. Absolutely. And it's, it all starts with just asking great questions. For sure. You make assumptions as salespeople, right? And it's um, highest is not always best, right? And so right. what's best for them? Asking those questions. I absolutely love that. Um, man, I want to I want to dive deeper on this. So guys, I want to let's go back to what Ryan just articulated for you. There's a reason that this fellow platform is taking off. I hope he just, he demonstrated to me again, even though I already knew, and I hope he did to you guys, that this is not just a tech that he's putting out there. He is in the trenches and he is solving problems on a daily basis that we all experience in our real estate business. And fellow is just another opportunity for you to um, give back to other agents to solve that problem in their business also. 
Well, and, and, and really quick, I think it's important to acknowledge. So our business, the young team's business, like I said, 550 homes or so a year, um, we're about a 60, we, we really strive to be 60% listings, 40% buyers. And I think uh, for a couple of reasons, um, my average listing commission on our team is about three and a half percent. And our average buyer commission is about 2.25%, right? Our average listing agent makes 30%. So the team retains 70% and our average buyer agent retains 50%. So we get 50%. So one of the reasons why this was really important to me was then why the, everything from fellows is essentially an extension of the young team is from an economic standpoint, the team nets significantly more money on listings, right? Uh, our average operational cost on a listing is about $1,500 versus on a buy side is about 700. So that extra additional cost to photograph the house, drop off a sign, lockbox, brochures, blah, 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 whatever, it doesn't come anywhere close to the uh, economic impact or the financial impact of how much we retain on a listing. And so for us, I think it was a major eye-opener of like, we really want to be a listing-focused, a listing-dominant team. What type of programs can we offer? And then Fellow, once again, came in behind as a tech technology solution that kind of automates all of it. But it's like, I think for us, we realize just what the PL looks like when we focus on listings versus when we focus on buyers. And also, I mean, this is, you know, not to bash anyone that's buying buyer leads, but how much we pay for a buyer lead, whether it's realtor.com, Zillow, 35% referrals, home lights, stuff like that. These are all great programs if you're looking to generate buyer leads. But what is the reality of the buyer lead that you're acquiring is not in anyone else's database, right? It's a completely brand new opportunity. And I struggle to believe that a buyer lead that I'm buying at realtor.com this year could have been a buyer lead that you bought on Zillow four years ago when they bought their last house. And so now the, the, the quality of leads are diluted more than ever because they're in multiple people's databases. So I say this because like if we can find ways to generate seller opportunities and especially without having to acquire new opportunities and how much we spend on buyer lead generation and stuff like that, that's been really influential in the young team and our profitability. And that was what I think was really inspirational in how we chose to build fellow and say like, let's just focus on seller lead generation because we've seen how it completely changes the game with the young team. You know, love it. And I want to add to that is um, I was fortunate to be in Calgary um, over the weekend at a Chet Black oh, yeah. Mind event. And um, first and foremost, the most beautiful, by far, the most beautiful yeah. place I've seen on the planet. Um, he chooses great places. I'll be in top. I mean, he chooses incredible places, yeah. backdrops for uh, for amazing content. So Tahoe was my number one. This blows Tahoe out of the water. Really? Like, that's how yeah, amazing I should have gone. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be in Tahoe too. Um, but yeah, so um, as, as we were there, like um, it was mastermind style. It was a different, you've been in some of those rooms. It was a different, it was, it was really unique and it was great. Um, there's a lot more open dialogue, less speakers, more back and forth and masterminding with the brilliance in the room. And one of the things that a lot of people had in common and, and I had kind of brought it up is I changed my internal dialogue. We don't talk about leads anymore. We talk about opportunities and you just, yeah. and I think fellow kind of helped me understand that to be honest is that it's not about creating a new name and phone number it's about creating a hand raiser whether it's yeah. a new or an old 
And we all know as team leaders and high-level operators is that that older lead, that more incubated lead, if you have a marketing machine and a proper system in the background is way higher quality and way higher intent than that new name and phone number. And what I love that fellow has done is it creates those opportunities, those hand raisers from those people that are already in your database, in addition to creating new ones, but it creates those hand raisers in a platform that is so significant and far above and beyond anything else that I've used. Well, and, and really quick to just kind of like tie like tie down the mechanics of what fellow is. So fellow, I would say the core competency right now. Now, remember, we're seven months young, I guess I should say. Um, we're not even seven months old. Uh, but, you know, our core competency is really like reigniting and kind of resuscitating um, our clients' databases. So we have clients that have databases of 20,000, of 200,000, of 5,000, whatever it is. And I think we look at those databases as kind of stagnant and dead. And, you know, what, what are we actually getting out of them? So the first thing that fellow does really well, is we actually take the existing database, sync it into our platform, and we start auto-enrolling them into these home value campaigns because we found that the home value is the most universal message, the least aggressive message to actually get them to raise their hand, you know? So you could have a buyer lead from three years ago. You have no idea where they live. You have no idea if they ever bought or not. And essentially, they start getting these automated messages about the value of their home. The whole focus is once we get them into the funnel by capturing their address, right? Now we start incubating them with this custom white label dashboard to try to get them down the funnel a little faster and try to get them to become a seller opportunity. And so it's kind of this multi-step incubation process. It's first a spray and pray. Let's blast your entire database with what's my home worth in theory, right? All white label to your brand. It feels like kind of this proprietary piece of technology that you've invested or invented. Then once we capture their address and we start incubating them, then it's how do we get them to become a seller? And so some of the messaging is really focused on like, all right, now we know they live at 123 Main Street. How many emails does it take us to get to them to actually click that sell my home button or request a CMA or get a capped offer or whatever type of seller messaging your team offers? And I think, um, you know, I just I think it's really important to realize that, like, a lot of times we only look at buyer leads as buyers. Right. Yet a lot of times buyers actually start their search before they even consider anything about their home. Right. Especially the current market that we're in. And so if we can take buyers in real time and we sync your new, every buyer lead you receive syncs to our platform, auto enrolls in that home value campaign, trying to get them to raise their hand, right? Subtle messaging about what your home worth pushes back into your CRM. And if you can take your old buyer leads and your old seller leads and your old database and start incubating it and lighting it up. And once again, focus on seller messaging, whether you use fellow or you use something else, just do something, right? Because like, the amount of listings my team has generated and our clients, you know, 350 plus top teams all over the country who are using fellow, the amount of listings that they've generated and seller leads that they've generated in the short seven, eight months that we've been doing this is astronomical. It's mind blowing. And when you think about what Matt said, um, first is how much more a seller lead costs than a buyer lead. What about if you can convert a buyer lead that you've already acquired into a seller lead, right? Like that doesn't cost anything. You're not buying a new lead. You're not paying a referral, 35%, stuff like that. And I think it's been really powerful um, in why so many of these top teams see the value because we all spend money trying to acquire new opportunities, but fellows, the, the person that's kind of running 
away from or into the fire when everyone's running away and saying, wait, stop buying new stuff. Let's focus on what you already have. And we just happen to lean towards the seller side. I love it. And I want to add to that even further. Um, and let me kind of take you guys through a journey of how we run our business um, that I think will help someone listening understand the power of this. So first and foremost, the most forgotten people at the real estate teams or agents have are their past clients. 100%. Um, I don't know the stats, um, but it's, it's, it's usually somewhere around 80%. I think last time I heard it was 67% of home buyers surveyed would have used their agent again, but like 13% actually did something to that effect. It was just night and day difference, uh, meaning they had a great experience. Yes, I would have, but they didn't because that agent didn't follow up or provide enough value. First and foremost, fellow is some of that value happening behind the scenes for you. In addition to that, you need to run an organization where you're retargeting your past clients. We have a forever client club with contests, giveaways, community events, value Love that. You have to do all of those things. You have to have a rock solid email campaign. And Fellow is just another one of those tools that you are providing that value to those clients to create those hand raisers versus running an organization where your agents don't know who to call. Nobody, nobody is showing who is raising their hand, who is interested in maybe selling, and you're just guessing. What Fellow allows is it shows those people that are getting that value. And when they raise their hand, you can now reach out proactively because they requested information. They viewed their home value. They asked for a CMA. They asked for a cash offer. And it's all people that are already in your database. Now, in addition to your past clients, what about the people that are in there that you didn't convert, that bought or sold with someone else? They're also going to be a client again in the future. And Fellow does the same thing for those people. And Ryan makes such a great point. Anybody that runs a good business knows how to create buyer leads. That is not a problem in the industry. Right. Call anyone, they'll sell you a buyer lead. Selling seller leads is tough. Only a few select people do that. But most buyers, I would, I don't know the stat for my personal business, it's probably around 70% of buyers or sellers are also buyers. Yeah. Where do the, I think where it's do like the right about 60%. Sellers start their journey as, especially in today's marketplace, of I'm not going to sell until I find a place to buy. And so that buyer lead that you created for on Facebook for $2 or on Google pay-per-click for $10 or on realtor.com or Zillow, now with this fellow process in place, that is creating seller leads for you, but they're seller leads that raise their hand at the right time. So you know when to reach out to them because they are ready to, they are open to receive the message. It's spot on. And I think that's the biggest, uh, I think that's one of the biggest epiphanies um, that I've had and it's, it's just so different from, I sound like I've been in the business now forever, but like back in the day, back in the day, people used to call you up and say, I want to sell my house. And yep. you'd go there, you'd be like, awesome. I'd love to help you with that. And where do you want to move? And they'd be like, well, we want to move into something bigger. Or we want to downsize. And they'd be like, great, let's focus on selling your house. Then after we get an offer on your property, let's go look for homes, right? And we'll go look at seven houses and whichever one you like the best, we'll write an offer on it, right? Well, now it's completely opposite. Now it's, uh, we're not worried about selling our house. We're worried about finding our next one. We don't want to have a conversation about our house until we find our next one. And so think about how sellers are actually kind of disguised as buyers, right? Yet we only approach them for some reason when we have conversations with them as a buyer. And I think what Fellow has done really well is like removing the logic and just saying, Every single buyer that's coming in, we're going to start sending them seller messaging. And it's very subtle seller messaging. So it's nothing that's like 
so aggressive that's like going to push them away of becoming a buyer opportunity for you. But within 24 hours, every new buyer lead that you get is going to get a welcome email saying, hey, I just invest in this really cool technology. Are you curious what your home's worth? Right. And whether they put their address in or not, I think you will start to be really surprised at how many people, how many seller leads essentially you end up reconverting from buyer leads in real time. And it becomes really eye-opening of starting to look back at your database over the past 10 years, three years, however long you've been in business and say, how many buyer leads did I get that I have no idea if they own a home locally, if they ever purchase something. And I think fellow is really helping discover this. The other really cool thing, which I think is going to freak a lot of agents out, fellow teams out is in about 60 days, we're going to have this real property tracker that's actually going to track every property and every address that you have in your uh, ecosystem, right? So fellow helps you discover their addresses by sending them these messages. Well, imagine if you get notified every time an address in your ecosystem goes to market or there's any sort of status change, whether it's with you or without you, right? So we sometimes get these home value leads and they're like, you know, I'm just curious what my value is. And then we never call them again. And now all of a sudden you're getting notified in real time that these properties that are in your database are actually going to the market, but they're not going to the market without you. And it's like, or they're going to the market with you and hopefully we can get some stronger data and predictive kind of analytics to say like, from when they raise their hand, it takes them six months or nine months or whatever it is for them to actually transact. But I think it's really powerful. We're gonna start really creating some visibility around that property address and really trying to create some visibility to your team to say, look at all these addresses in our ecosystem and look at the small percentage that we actually listed versus other people listing. How do we start gaining market share in our own ecosystem? Not even talking about the market. How do we get market share of our, our own CRM, of our own database? And I think that's going to be create a lot of visibility into how powerful this is. How do we turn that 66% that said they would? How do we get that 17% closer to that 66? Right? Correct. 100%. Correct. Like that's in going back to our earlier conversation, you're doing that and you're not spending any additional dollars. You're not creating nope. leads. You're there's talk about ROI, right? Like those people already know you, they like you, they trust you, they've transacted with you before. Like how much easier is that process? It's almost like we're creating internal referrals. How much easier is it a past client referral to handle as an agent? They call you and say they want to work with you. Like in a roundabout way, that's what you're creating with fellow, right? Well, and, and it's just, and, and I will say this, like um, I am just as guilty with the young team, like from a lost opportunity, the revenue that we flushed down the toilet over the past 10 years, yeah, it like makes me sick to my stomach of like now building software that really helps re-engage and, and, and reduce down customer acquisition costs and all the things that fellow is really good at. And it just makes me look back from the young team perspective and be like, damn, like how, like six figures, seven figures, like what, you know, like how much money is actually just like blown away. And the crazy part about it is, um, and this I think is the encouraging thing. I might have a lead from three years ago that I lost an opportunity on. And I've actually, this is funny because there is nothing worse than when in your database, you get notified that you get a new home value lead from a past client with an address that you're not familiar with. And then you realize that that past client two years ago bought, sold their house and bought their, bought another house and you had no idea. Right. Yeah. And now they're using our software to let us know 
that they actually moved into a new address and they want to get the home value of that property. And it's like, oh, I suck in my job. The encouraging thing though is they can become a client again. Yeah. Just because they bought and sold with someone else two years ago and I dropped the ball, how do we not drop the ball the next time they want to transact? And so now we're incubating them. They're back into our funnel. We're aware of where they live. And it's like, how do we make sure we don't lose that opportunity again? And so I think that's kind of interesting when it's like, when you think of all the, the, the dollars that have flown out of our database, they didn't fly and you can never get them back. They're, they're still in your database, right? It's just a matter of, can we get them on the next round? You know? Can you re, re-engage, re-enroll them into who you are, what you do, how you can help them, the value you can yep. And I think 100%. so from a, from a team leader perspective, dude, spot on, totally agree, totally guilty. Like, I, yes, um, I agree with everything, like just ditto, right? But in addition to that, let's think about this from an agent perspective. Like, so it's more profitable for the team leader. It's it's all of those things you mentioned. However, what about from an agent perspective? There's no cold calling involved. There's no explaining who you are, what you do. There's no going after, like it is come get me, come list me business that is being created through the platform that you have. If you work yep. this and you incubate it and nurture it properly, it is going to help with agent retention. It's going to help the agent make more money, have more fun, work with people they want to work with. Like the effect that you can have on your organization if you do this properly, it affects everyone in such a positive way. Well, and that's and that's the other thing that I just find is interesting. In a short period of time, we're starting to get a lot of data on, you know, just what is our teams that are working with fellow, what is their efforts when there's a new lead or a new opportunity or hand raiser, right? Versus what is fellows efforts. Now fellows sending them an email every 15 days. And does our team from a lead generation standpoint efforts match fellows from a consistency, frequency, longevity, the ability, the stamina perspective. And what I think I consistently find with my team as well is we're really good at hitting a lead as soon as they come in, you know, 10 days of pain, call, call, text, call, call, text, call, you know, and it's like, but that's not a lot of times when a new lead comes in when they're actually ready to transact. And I think where we really fall short is we're so aggressive with new leads that we spend all this energy on the new leads and what fellow is kind of almost the, you know, the tortoise and the hare fellow is just kind of the tortoise, like every 15 days long and it's in it for the long haul. Right we're kind of the hair where we are like sprint out of the gate really strong. And then all of a sudden we kind of fall off. And so it's a nice compliment to the agent's activities and effort. And it's a really nice safety net. If our agents burn out or stop following up with the prospect, they know fellow is kind of that tortoise that once again, is just like, they know every 15 days, they're going to be getting a new message, white labeled branded to you guys disguised to look like it's being sent from your agent. And so I think it's just a, it's interesting how um, you talk about making it more fun. I think when you realize that a lead from seven months ago is finally ready to sell their home, and we called it a couple of times when they first inquired, but dropped off, but we see how fellow incubated that opportunity over the seven months. I think it starts to realize like, damn, we get, like this is the game. Like we have to be in this game for the long haul. It's, it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And if we wanna actually capture and convert more of these opportunities in our database, whether it's a buyer or seller, I think fellow starting to show the power of the consistency, yes. the longevity, you know, stuff like that. Well, I wanna, I wanna go back to, you said tortoise in the hair and I love that analogy, but I, I, I think you're wrong. Let me challenge yeah. you that, and here's why. I like it. Because um, yes, it absolutely is the tortoise, but it's also the hair. 
It's both. And so what I mean by that, I'm looking at my dashboard right now, and there's over 600 leads that you've created through my database that I've spent $0 marketing to. Yeah. Those are home value leads. I've got 58 cash offer leads, 478 home value leads, and 80 CMA or callback requests. Love that. I've spent $0 on. I I remember when we first did this, my agents were like, holy shit, Matt, how do we keep up? Right? Right. so it's it's both of them, my friend. It, it does have that long-term nurture, but it also, if you sign up for this, if you do this, be ready because it is going to create opportunities quickly. If you have a good database that you've established authority in the marketplace, you've provided value and people know who you are and trust you, it will absolutely go ballistic. Well, and that's, and that's a good point. You know, from a, a sprint standpoint, I guess I kind of look at it from a tortoise perspective of like, we're, we're not, we're not running out of gas, right. Yeah, but right. we are moving pretty fast. So to your point, like kind of a blend. Um, and what's crazy is, I mean, what you guys have been on it for five months, you yeah. know, six months, something like that. What other lead sources out there, right. Produce that type of consistency month over month where you don't spend anything, you know, it's like where you're not paying a referral on the back end. where you, you know, it's like, and, and once again, I think fellow, we have, all, I'm really excited about the direction we're going and how we're going to continue to do a couple of things. We're going to help you create more leads, but we're also going to help you focus on the conversion of the leads we're already driving. Right. So I think that's super important to like, while it's fun to say, look at all the leads we're driving, what is the revenue that, uh, that correlates to and how do we help you get there? Um, and so I'm really excited about some of the, the product expansion that we're doing and some of just the really, I mean, like, it's wild when you look at the big data that we're looking at. This month, we'll probably send about 12 million emails out, right, across the entire, over the entire country. Imagine how powerful it is from a sample size standpoint to look at 12 million emails that are going out in the consumer behavior of when they're opening them, when they're interacting with them, what's the strongest and best message. And so what's cool is we can kind of like, consolidate and distill all of this information. And we're doing it across the entire country. And every month that number is getting bigger and bigger. And then we can make best practices and recommendations to our agents, to the agents on the platform to say like, hey, here's something that we're observing. We have a lot of data that supports this. Go do this. Like if you're going to send a blast email to your database, send it out at this time on this date. Because across the entire country, this is every month over month, always when this works best. Like and so if we can really help create education um, from a conversion standpoint as well to our users, like we're just as excited about that, not only what fellow is creating, but also the guidance information that we can kind of, you know, like I said, distill to our teams. Dude, I love that. that I, actually, a point that I wrote down I wanted to hit on is um, that ties into the community that you've built with fellow, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So you have a private Facebook group and you have people sharing their best practices, like top teams across the world are saying, Hey guys, do this postcard, make this social media post, put this in your email because this worked for us. It created ABC and it's everyone just sharing openly and contributing because they're all amazed like I am of the results that it's having and it's working everywhere. Success leaves clues and that community that you've built of those best practices is not only just coming from fellow, but it's also coming from the other elite top performers that are in the community that you've created. Well, and and uh, we're going to announce that I think tomorrow we're getting a final count. But I think between the large and mega teams on the new 2023 Real Trends, I think we're working with over 40% of them, um, which is like, you know, we 
been at this for seven, eight months, like it's still kind of a new thing, right? Like we launched it basically November 1st. Um, and what's crazy is uh, when, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a nobody, right? And like, but now like to be able to sit in these rooms, I'm starstruck sitting in the rooms that I'm sitting in. I'm with you, man. And yet they're looking to me for guidance. And I'm like, I'm, an, why, I'm looking to you for guidance. Like, I'm just, I want to be a fly on the wall. And what's interesting is they're looking at us and saying, but wait, you guys have all this data on the seller lead gen front. Like, what are you guys seeing? And what are you seeing across all these top teams? And so it's, you know, I'm super humbled and like blessed to like be in this position where, you know, you, and, and the cool thing is we're in a lot of similar circles where it's like, we get to be in these rooms together where it's like open, you know, as yeah. all open could be, it's vulnerable, it's transparent, and it's really powerful. And, um, you know, it's really, really powerful to be a part of an organization with all of these top teams and people openly sharing. And then we can essentially take that information and not only share it with the rest of the community, but continue to strengthen the product and continue to solve pain points using technology. And I think that's what's really important to us is, you know, learning what's working well. Learn A lot of times I'll tell people like, hey, I know you're going to tell me you love it. I know you're going to tell me it's great, but what are you struggling with? What does the adoption look like with your team members? Is there any adoption? If there's not, why? What can we do to help create better adoption? What are you seeing from the leads that are being generated? Are they converting in anything? Because as nice as it is to create hand raisers, if they don't ever translate to revenue, then you guys are just burning up your resources to try to chase them. What can we do and to I solve can, pain points? You and know? I can speak for that personally. Like you've jumped on three Zooms that I can remember probably more with my team, like no question. For sure. And just shared best practices and helped me spread the message from a different voice and even enhance the message because of your experience and behind the scenes. And it's just, dude, it's been, a, it's been a game changer for sure. I'm obsessed with it. I'm paranoid. I'm like super paranoid. Like failure is not an option. And so it's like people like the funny, the funniest thing to me is, and once again, I'm I'm just like super grateful to be doing what I'm doing. And it's really cool. People text me all the time. Like, Hey man, I know you probably don't have any availability, but like, if you could, whenever you get some time, like, can you jump on a call with my team? And I'm like, how about 30 minutes? Like, yeah. how about, you know, it's like, I will make time, like, you know, and I, I, I want to be close. I want to be connected to everything that you are seeing and everything that my team's seeing and all of our teams are seeing. And I get it. It probably gets to a point where, you know, just scale takes over and then we're going to have to, there's going to be a lot of extensions of myself and some of our other team members, but like, I don't know, we are, I am so invested and so not just emotionally attached, but like just attached in so many different ways to what we're building and the upside of it and the, uh, for every single team that we're working with. And I see what happens when teams are having success with it and how powerful it is. And I see how it's really transformed the young team's business. And for me, I don't know, I, I, I take a, I, I take a lot of responsibility and pride in that and saying like, we're going to continue to make this better. We're going to continue to listen and we're going to continue to make this badass product that's going to continue to solve pain points and help team leaders just like you and I really crack this code on seller lead generation. And it's just something that I'm super passionate about. Love it, man. Well, it definitely shows. And I think it absolutely has a positive impact on the results. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to go to, and I want to give you some credit. Sure. For this. Um, I'm going to do a humble brag on my amazing team. Um, I spoke on this in Calgary is that my team last month, our, our market's down 20, 25%, depending on which data you look at. 
um, and listings is the big the big suck of that, right? That's why it's just not enough inventory. Um, despite that, in all of CSU's platform, over 45,000 agents, my team, my amazing agents with the help and support of your system fellow was number one for listing appointments met in the entire platform. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? So like, how's that for proof, right? Like, And, and I'm curious, like to just to piggyback off of that, like what else do you guys do for seller lead generation? You know, like, like fellow is the attachment or the enhancement or the amplification to effort right? What else are you guys doing right now that you're having some success or traction with? So um, everything is tied, honestly. Um, fellow is like the the middle and everything is around. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so everything is directed towards fellow um, because that's just the most value we can provide. Now, don't get me wrong. We have MailChimp for emails and we created sure. new USPs. And I spoke on this too. We created new USPs, but it's because of the hand raisers and fellow. And it's because I realized I need to think differently in this different market. And so we created uh, unique selling propositions around it. And all of those things are around driving traffic to fellow. And we created, I call it, worry, I think you, you mentioned it, worry-free listing program, right? Like I just- Worry-free listing, love it. I created that for our program. We have flexible commissions. You can cancel anytime, sell yourself by listed, pay us nothing. And number four is because of fellow, instant cash offer, right? Like, well, and, and, and that's the, and I love this because this is the type of data that we get to extract, right? How's the worry-free listing um, performing versus call it just a traditional listing? How is the cash offer performing? So my team does an upfront cash offer and a backup cash offer. And we did this very strategically because when we first started the upfront cash offer, we had a lot of people that were just calling us and saying, what's the offer? And it's like, well, that's not the way it works. Maybe like, well, I already am going to list with someone else. I heard your radio ad. You say you give me a cash offer within 24 hours. So what is it? And it's like, well, but I don't want to give you a cash offer if I have no chance of getting the opportunity. You know, it's like, so we started realizing that like, while the cash offer is a great product to essentially make the phone ring, how do we actually make the phone ring, but get our agent in front of the seller? And so now the dialogue is, you know, I can appreciate that you want the upfront cash offer. That's going to be one of the first things that our listing partner brings with them when they meet you at the home. They're also gonna talk about two other solutions that we have, which is our worry-free listing and our backup cash offer. And if that upfront cash offer isn't a great fit, if you don't, doesn't make financial sense, we're gonna actually talk through the backup cash offer where you get the upside of going to market, but you have the safety net of that cash offer waiting for you, all right? So when works better, mornings or afternoons? And these are things that we've learned by trial and error. You know, a lot of times my team's the guinea pig for a lot of this stuff. And all of a sudden we saw that it was, we were getting much more from a, a lead to appointment set. That number started going up because they started saying, wait, you do a backup cash offer? Like, what's the backup cash offer? And it's like, well, that's going to be one of the first things that we talk about as soon as our listing partner meets with you. And so, you know, I think we've kind of found over the past four years of playing in this space, just from like more of the real estate team. Um, I think we've kind of found like, we're still looking for data on like what works best for us, what works best for you and how we can continue to like deploy that data to the rest of our teams to say, try this because Matt Smith is having crazy success with his radio spot or with this program or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so like one of the things that I had, um, and I, and again, this is, uh, I shared this in this room in Calgary is that, um, having unique selling propositions is crucial in this marketplace. Crucial. Everything. And Everything. I remember running my business and like I went, I, we run the EOS model. And one of our first meetings, the EOS implementer said, what are your three uniques? What makes you different? 
And I just sat back and let my leadership team kind of debate, you know, I was sitting on my hands to kind of see what they came up with and love them to death. And it's probably on me as the leader is we didn't have anything good. Hey, we operate with integrity. Well, you should. Right. right? Um, yeah. You know, like that, you know, it, but like there was nothing that I made love that. stand out. And so it just really made me think and develop. And so ever since then, man, I've been just solely focused on developing what makes us different. What value can we provide to the marketplace that no one else can? And how can, and most importantly, um, just a coaching moment for anyone listening, every single human being on the planet operates on one radio frequency, W-I-F-M. All they are thinking about, whether they tell you or not, is what's in it for me. Correct. Your unique selling propositions, your unique value propositions need to be around providing value and solutions to their problems about what's in it for them. Well, the funny thing is I go through this exercise with, um, I go through this exercise with the young team agents a lot. And it's like, why should I work with you? You know? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, and I just put them on the spot, right? Like, why should I work? With, why should I buy a house with you? And they're like, well, I'm, I'm a, I'll work my ass off for you. And I'm like, but isn't that kind of the standard? Like, is that differentiate you from anyone else? Like who wouldn't work their ass off for me? Well, I'm a great communicator and I have integrity and all these other things. And it's like, that's your differentiator. Like I'm interviewing you and 10 other agents, right? And I know that seems extreme, but like, and then I go to the fact of like, all right, uh, you have to get a life-saving surgery. Your best friend is a surgeon, but they're brand new to the business. And then there's the person that's been in the business for 20 years, has saved thousands of lives, stuff like that. Who are you going to work with? And they're like, well, the person with all the experience. And I'm like, but in real estate right now, you're new to the team or you've only been in the business two years. You don't have all that experience. I'm like, so what differentiates you? And they finally, I'm like, what about all the off-market opportunities I can help you get into? You know, what about the creative programs that I have that's going to help you win a deal in a you know, 10 way multiple. Right. And like, I try to like really focus on, on the list side, same thing. Like, what about our capped offer upfront cash offer? What about our, uh, buy before you sell, um, in all these different programs that essentially differentiate us when we're talking to a prospect. And if, if the, I'm a great communicator, I work with a sense of urgency. I'll, I work 24 seven for you. I work hard, blah, 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 all the basic stuff. That should be the standard. If you can't come up with anything on top of that, it's going to be really hard to compete in a competitive market. And so one of the things I challenge a lot of teams on is like, what is your differentiator, right? And and what can you offer me that no one else can? And then once you identify what that is, market the shit out of it, right? Because like, that's how businesses scale. And I think you will find that like, when you find that unique value proposition, unique selling proposition, you know, it's like, you will see how quickly your business scales when you find product market fit and people see value in that. And then you put a little bit of money behind that message. And then you obviously have to live up to it and execute. But that's how these businesses start to grow. You know, right. it, it dude, it. You have to be different. You have to stand out and it has to be a value. Um, yeah, I, there's I could go talk days for that uh, because that's something that's I've just been super tunnel vision on. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff that I'm working, working through for the team right now to make sure that we do stand out, um, because as things tighten up, we got to be better. Right. And well, I love what you said is like having integrity, working your ass off and I, I'll always do the right thing. And like that should be expected. Like that's yeah. the standard. That's just being a good human. That should go without if that's all you got. Like we're, we got a problem. 
Well, and, and the cool thing is, you know, we've worked really hard with the young team to be the number one team in the state of Ohio. So now it's like, all right, well, what differentiates you? Well, we're the number one team, right? And we do all these other things and we sell 500 plus homes a year and we've helped thousands of clients, but we don't stop there. It's like, we don't want to just lean on the fact that like we've had success in the past. It's yep. what, you know, what's in it for me, right? So it's like, so now what gives us a competitive advantage is that's the base. You're working with the number one team and here's how we became the number one team. We offer you options and programs that no one else does. We're willing to put our money where our mouth is with our upfront cash offer. We're willing to da 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 You know, it's like, and I think one of the things that we should jump on a call with your team and kind of talk about is from a buyer perspective, although we're seller lead generation focused, if you're not leveraging the seller lead gen that you're doing to also help empower your buyer lead generation, we're missing a big part of this. Because as soon as you talk to someone that's interested in the cash offer or interested in selling their home, what are we doing to take that opportunity and go push that out there to our buyer opportunities and say, We've got another one. They're not ready to list yet, but they would consider an off-market opportunity. Let's get you in. One of the values of working with our team is we get you visibility into options that no one else has visibility to. And so, but they got to sign an exclusive right to uh, a buyer representation agreement and stuff like that. And so our team's done a pretty good job actually taking the seller opportunities that we're generating and kind of quietly getting them to the buy the loyal buyers that we have. And saying one of the values of working with our team is we get you opportunities that the market is not visible to the rest of the market. And so I think that's a huge, uh, a huge, uh, uh, powerful like message from converting buyer leads off of the seller leads you're converting. You know, I love it. I love it. And that dude, that reminds me of of a story I want to tell really quickly is that um, I remember like what you said with well we're number one here we sell more homes than anyone else like all that's great but that's about me. That's not, about right. that's not about the client. That's me bragging and saying, I'm the best to so work with me. Like now you can use that in a humble way to establish your credibility or your authority. That's exactly right. But yep. that's it. You better have yep. more and it better be based around the value you provide to them and how you help them through their problem or help them yep. experience more, more pleasure that they're at. Whatever that is, you need to have yep. something around that, but that's your baseline. That's not your selling proposition. There's a big yeah, that's exactly right. And, and and I think tying it back to one of the things I said a little bit ago of understanding their goals, what's more important to, uh, to you in the sale of your home, selling it as fast yep. and with certainty, you know, or selling it for top dollar. What, what my team does not do is if we know that you want to sell your home for top dollar, while we talk about how we're the number one team in the state and we've sold thousands of homes, all we're doing is establishing credibility that we've helped thousands sell their homes for top dollars, but then we tie it back into here's the strategy we're going to use for you to help you accomplish your goal. You know, so all that stuff is just while it's nice to to get to that point where you can leverage that type of those accolades and stuff like credibility and stuff like that. That's not really what helps us secure the opportunity. That might get them to call. But when we don't lead with that when we're in the house, we kind of subliminally push that out there to say, look, we've done this before. You can trust us. The experience is here. But here's what we're actually going to really help you solve your pain point with this. You know, 100%. I love it, dude. Um, I want to go back to a couple of things. Uh, number one, fellow, and you have added more work to my plate. So thank you. And um, and you owe me one. Uh, but no, what I mean by that is because of these opportunities, you mentioned the hand raisers, the home value leads. Um, something that I observed is that 
I had, I would go through and as it was new, like I'm just dive, diving in deeper to ensure that these opportunities are taken care of, et cetera. And one of the things I observed is that there was a lot of people were in a military market. And so there's a lot of people that were inter, raising their hand, but they were in a different state. Yeah. Yeah. So I had agents that wouldn't call them. They're like, well, they're in Colorado or they're in Texas. Like we can't help them. Wait a minute. What if we could? And what yeah. if? So I've created an internal referral company that now has 16 referrals in the last two weeks that are free business awesome. for the agents, service for the clients because of fellow, right? Well, and here's what's cool about this. I love to hear that. And once again, this is how we take feedback. We've had dialogue about internal referral mechanisms. Like you could just push a button and all of a sudden it would just send that opportunity to someone else in our network, you know, because we're in 47 states now. And it's like... So it's like one of those things that is something that is uh, just hearing that feedback. It's like, okay, where do we prioritize that of like, and I think one of the reasons why Matt's saying that is remember, we're taking your buyer leads yep. in real time and sending them seller messaging. Not every buyer lead that's looking in your market is actually living in your market. So it's created some hand raisers or some potential sellers that essentially are out of your market. The reason why it's important though, that uh, so most people would be like, well, let's just trash it, right? How do, I can't benefit from that or monetize that. Well, to your point, you can get a referral, but also more importantly, when we have this seller tracking prop uh, add-on that's happening in 60 days, imagine if you get a notification that a buyer lead that's looking in your market's house just went to the market out of your market, right? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden it's a note, uh, hey, Mr. Buyer, I'm just checking in. You still considering moving? They're going to be like, that's crazy. We just listed our home today. We just put our house it's on the market today. What's the chances? Oh, that's crazy. So what's your plans to, you know, move into Missouri? And it's right. like, well, we're actually now, like, it, this is the type of data that we're missing out on that we just totally take for granted. And I can promise you when you look at Zillow and Realtor.com and Redfin and these multi-billion dollar companies, they have so much more information than we do. And they can curate information that is presented to the consumer because of all the data that they have. And, you know, we are really trying to uh, essentially provide that type of opportunity or experience for our agents of like the visibility into them living out of your market and their property just went to market. And how does that impact their buying in your market? And all these things that when you just look at one prospect or one lead in your CRM, and you just look at them as a name, we want to create so much more to that name versus just, you know, this buyer that came in two years ago. Well, it's flipping the script of how I used to think. Um, and I think it's flipping the script for a lot of people that, that are that are grasping this, not just with fellow, but just in real estate as, as general. Instead, the 100%. game used to be create more names and numbers. And now the game is get more out of the name and numbers you already have. Yeah. And fellow is in a, like without fellow, like you, how do you do that? I don't, I don't know because I've never been able to do it before. Well, and, and here's where we're now with fellow is how do we do both, right? You talk about tortoise and hare. It's like, how do we help you build your database while getting more out of the database that you have and you're building? You know, so it's like one of the things that like in full transparency that we struggle with is the adoption of the marketing suite of products, the organic stuff, right? So like, if every one of your agents took the their own personalized landing pages and posted them on social media, right? Or if every time your team did an open house, or if every time your team did an event, right? And you did uh, scan here and find out your home value. 
think about how we're building that database organically. That's something that fellow is struggling with right now is we have this great incubation cycle and we're doing an amazing job converting already acquired opportunities. But what we're struggling with is how can we actually get you to use these really powerful tools that we've already built, but get you to actually adopt them and get your team members to adopt them to help you build that database without having to go acquire new opportunities or spend money to do so. It's all organic driven, you know? So that's something we're having a lot of internal conversations on because if I can help you double your database in two years and I can help you incubate the old plus incubate the new, think about, and and you're not paying per lead, think about the economics, how that changes your profit and loss statement every year. Like, you know, so that's kind of like where we're going is like, how do we help do both simultaneously and not just focus on, because eventually we'll get to a point where we've turned over your database so many times that like, it'll just start to, it, it just won't be as exciting. There will still always be opportunities to be recreated and regenerated. But we're looking at this from an approach of like, all right, cool. We are really uh, resuscitating your database, but also how do we help you continue to build a bigger database? And, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I'm, dude, I'm guilty. Like I just wrote that down. Like I have not implemented any of those tools you just mentioned. Um, and so, um, that yeah, uh, we're going to put that into action for sure. Um, so that we can we can continue to add to it because the tools are there. I just I yeah. adopt it, right? Every one of my agents that does a um, open house brings these postcards with them. It's like a business card, and it's really trying to get the you know people that are walking into that open house to say, "Hey, welcome to the open house. Here's some information about the home." And we also have a guaranteed cash offer where if you want, you scan this QR code, put in uh, your address, and we can actually send you over a cash offer, a front cash offer. And the whole goal is to get my agents to get in front of these buyers that are looking to buy at this open house. But how do we actually create them as a potential seller opportunity? Yep. And that's just one example of ways. Like we're doing this thing called Woofstock, which is a, a huge pet like dog event. And we're right now kind of masterminding or brainstorming like a uh, person that guesses closest to their home value, right? Will win a prize. Dude, and so like- so like, I'm starting to like, kind of think through like, all right, so you tell us what you think your home's worth, then scan here, right? Put in your address and see what the number is. And think about like, you know, how close were you, right? Like, and so we're, we're, we're thinking, and this is just, once again, my kind of like creative spirit of like, how can we drive more and more opportunities? Because once we get them in the funnel, let fellow incubate them. And whether it's a month from now or a year from now, right? They're seeing that messaging. They're seeing the seller messaging. So we're looking at it of like, you know, can we do, how do we build this really big database organically without going and buying millions of dollars of leads, but through a really powerful message that you can kind of gamify and have some fun with and stuff like that. Dude, that's brilliant. Um, You just, yeah. um, You just gave me two things that are going to be massive. So we do a lot of events. We give back to our community, right? And so we do events and we always do a giveaway of some sort. We partner with another business or we buy something and give it away. And you just have to sign in for a chance to win. And one of the things is like, are you interested in buying or selling real estate? Yes or no. If you say no, we leave you alone. If you say yes, we reach out. But what if we could just do it in that way and it has more fun and it's automatically added by the QR code that you should like. Just put the QR code right on a plaque, whatever. And it's like, write down how much you think your home is worth. Put your address and how much you think your home is worth. Then scan the barcode. Put in your address and let's see the closest person's gonna win. That's that dot, you know. And and it automatically adds them to the CRM, right? And it, it already automatically, automatically adds them. 
Yep. And it gives that person value, right? It and it provides value. value. Like it's a win-win. Dude's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's the type of stuff that like, once again, I'm, um, I'm just kind of thinking through of like, one of the things that's funny about the young team is like, we have probably 25,000 contacts in our database. And, you know, some of these, some of our fellow clients have 250,000, you know, 300,000, a hundred thousand. And it's like, where the hell did you get all these contacts from? Like, how much money are you spending to acquire these contacts? But it's, I'm seeing how powerful it is that we're reigniting and re-engaging these massive databases. So something that I've kind of like made it kind of my own young team, like priority is how do we build our database, but do it without actually acquiring new opportunities or spending money to do so. And so like these type of things, uh, uh, raffles and, you know, stuff like that of like, sure, there's a cost from a raffle perspective for the prize, you know, but I'd much rather throw a prize out there versus buy a new lead and have, you know, yeah. a, a lead from a third party, essentially. Well, to like be the honest, acquisition and, cost is so much lower. Yeah. To be honest, from my perspective, like I do it to give back to the community, right? Like I do it to partner with another business or like I genuinely want yeah. to give someone something, right? Like, and so like, that's just a part of it. Like I would do that anyway, but if I can create a win for them by them getting valuable information, and a win for the team on top of it. It's it's amazing. All right, man. Yeah, um, dude, thank you so much for taking the time um, to be here. Um, I've got another appointment, so I got to wrap this up. I'll let you close this out. What would you like to leave people with? What are some thoughts you have on your mind? Where do they go to find information about Fellow? Yeah, I think they're, I think just to wrap it up, I think the most important thing that I'm currently seeing in the marketplace is um, times are changing quick, right? And while we've created, invented technology that I think really lends towards uh, the times that are changing, I would say constantly be, uh, constantly be looking at your business and identifying the biggest pain points and identifying strategic solutions on how to overcome those and keep like attacking those pain points. For us, it was seller lead generation. We saw we were making way more money on seller uh, on our listing side of our business. And so we really became obsessive with like, how do we generate more seller leads? How do we essentially list more properties? And that's completely changed the profitability of our business. And so like, although it's a painful exercise to focus on the things that you're weakest with, if you focus on the things that you're weakest with that have the biggest impact, if you really turn those around or, or put a lot of energy and effort into it, I think you will see a massive change into your business. And so um, I really just, I, I really challenge everyone to do that of like, you know, hold yourself accountable by attacking the weakest, your, your, your weakest pain points um, or your strongest pain points. And I think you'll see it's going to completely change what your business looks like in a year from now, two years from now, or who knows, maybe you'll end up creating a business off of that, just like we did with fellow. And then you have a whole nother venture. So it's, uh, it, it's, it, it, it completely changed my business and I'm really excited about the future and direction of it. I love it, man. And so if someone's watching this and they're like, where do I go to sign up? This has been amazing. Or where do I go to maybe have a discovery call or see more information? Um, where, where is your, what's the website you want to send them to? Yep. Uh, it's highfellow.com. So H-I, like highfellow.com, F-E-L-L-O. Um, but connect with me on Facebook or, you know, shoot me a message, Ryan at highfellow.com. Um, and, you know, look, I'd love to connect and just learn more about what you have going on and pain points and see if it's a good fit to help you solve them. So really appreciate just getting to, you know, 
chat with you for the last hour. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Same here. I learned a lot. I appreciate your time. Um, guys, I want to, I got to wrap this up, but Ryan, thank you so much for your time and your knowledge, your wisdom. Um, it's been, um, I'm going to go back and listen to this myself and with my team. Um, that's how much value you drop. So I truly appreciate it. And guys, if you're wow. listening to this, I promise you, Ryan's the real deal. I use this software. This is not a pitch. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to change the landscape of your business because this has absolutely done it for our business. And it's not very often I get to say that. So if you're if you're considering this, um, don't think about it. Just go to highfellow.com, reach out to Ryan, learn more because it absolutely can transform your business for the better. Um, and as always, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast, the movement to give back to the industry has given so much to me, all that I ask for you in return. If you got any value from this episode, which absolutely know you did from this one, just share it with a friend. We're doing this to give back. So share it with others. Help us on this movement, on this mission, and we'll catch you guys next time. 